Hey there, I'm Mike. Some of you know me from the Twisted Cape. Some of you know me because I'm 100% that bitch. But regardless of how you know me, you know I love comics. And that's what we talk about on this podcast. Welcome to Mike's Bitch Stacks. Oh, hell yeah, everyone. Welcome to the show. Recording this week at the beautiful Twisted Cape headquarters uh, just outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, we're about to talk comics that released on Wednesday, March 3rd, 2020, so uh, just be aware that there will be some spoilers in here. As always, we start by reading the thickness of my stack. Here it is. Nice and thick little ASMR for you right there. Uh, this week, I'm going to rate it at a 6 out of 10. It's thick, but it's not maximum thickness. We're, we'll work towards that as the weeks go by. All right, so this week we're going to start with some DC books. Uh, we're going to start with Batman number 90. Uh, this one is a continuation of a story that started um, with Catwoman and Harley Quinn and Batman. And really, I mean, they're just moving this this particular plot point forward. And we get introduced to a villainous character called the Designer. And the Designer's it, overall goal is to um, give these villainous characters, Catwoman, Riddler, Joker, and Penguin, everything they want. He, he's a financial backer. He's, he's got them thinking bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, Catwoman's telling the story to Batman. So uh, it, go, it gets like through three of the villains, not including Joker. Joker goes last. And they are... Like thinking, oh man, we're gonna get the biggest scores we've ever gotten in our lives. We're super excited for this. And then Joker goes in and sits with the designer and stays with the designer, and it gets weird. Joker comes out and just murders everybody, and they get real mad at Joker. And Catwoman says it's the first time I see him as a psychopath. Uh, and all this is leading up to what Catwoman actually like is is looking to do. The, the plan that she scoped out with the designer and she wanted to rob the shit out of Bruce Wayne. And well, that's kind of how that went. So, uh, overall the story is, it's okay. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't really rush out to buy it, but if it's leading to something big, another big Joker showdown, uh, I'm all for that. Um, especially because, you know, it's, it's, a it's a Catwoman story. Uh, it's, it, one quick note about this book, it is beautifully drawn. The, the art in this book is absolutely spectacular. Um, the, the violent parts are, are visceral, but the parts that aren't are really well done. I mean, the lines are clean. The, de the design of the designer is uh, ambitious and uh, a little bit strange, but it's, it's cool to look at. All right, so moving on. Real big book this week, Flash number 750. There are six stories in here. Um, this, this book is interesting because we're really dealing a lot with, um, this, this new villain named, uh, Paradox. Um, that really seems to be about, uh, some of this, his time travel madness. Um, and it's a really interesting story. You know, you start to get back to basics with Barry. Um, he's, he's reclaiming his life as a CSI, which he has not been for months, um, his relationship with Iris seems to be blossoming. There's actually a point in here uh, where Iris actually says, okay, no, you don't get to be 
a morose guy with me right now. Um, and that's a big thing because Flash has been kind of heavy to read. He, he's been struggling with some, uh, with some things about who he is and where he comes from uh, and, and the type of hero that he's being. And uh, she tells him, uh, no, no emo, Barry, not on my watch. And it's, it feels almost fourth wall breaking uh, for the writer, Josh Williamson. Um, then there's a couple other stories in here um, where you get, you know, some stuff with Captain Cold getting some beer. Uh, it's a fun little story. It doesn't make a whole ton of sense, uh, but, you know, it's fine. Uh, you get a, a story about Barry um, putting his mind in the Speed Force. Uh, which is cool because he gets to see other flashes, um, including Iris. And what in in that in that uh, reality, he's dating Patty, um, who has gone away. Obviously, there's a reality where Grodd is the Flash. Um, it's just really cool. Um, I like that story a lot. And then there's a story where Barry is going up against Mirror Master. The weird thing about this story is the art. Um, so we've. We've kind of taken a look at uh, this artist before, Riley Rosmo, um, and it's it's interesting to look at the art because it's cartoony in a way, but sometimes the proportions are off, um, and it just it's hard it's hard to look at some of the faces and body designs. Uh, it's just a little strange at times. Uh, then we get a story about Jay Garrick, which is cool. That little. Um, that little throwback to the OG Flash. And it looks like we're going to get some more Jay Garrick uh, as, as time goes on, because at the end of the story it says, to be continued in the Flash in 2020, which is exciting because I, I always love those stories. And finally, the book wraps with a epilogue for Flash Forward, a six-part series, which we'll be talking about on this pod in a few weeks um, with a guest. Um, and it just wraps up that story and propels this whole thing forward Um it's, it's really interesting because it shows how time is fractured, how powerful Wally has become sitting in the Mobius chair. Um, like I, I'm, I'm really excited to dig into nuts and bolts on this at some point in the near future. Then we get Justice League number 42. Um, this story um, is really kind of Superman-focused. Uh, the Eradicator and a bunch of Daxamites have taken over a lot of locations in Earth, strategic ones. Uh, and the Eradicator actually has uh, Wonder Woman. Um, so the the team that has escaped her clutches, Batman, Green Lantern, Flash, and Superman, um, they are all together with... I cannot remember her name. Is it... They're together with a sorceress. Uh... Either way, I'm going to move on here. Um, so they they have a plan to uh, get the eradicators to engage, and it really really relies on the Flash, which is cool, because the Flash starts to outrun these Daxamites, who are basically Kryptonian-level strong, uh, but none of the Kryptonian weaknesses. So Flash is just whooping that ass, and then gets them to chase him. And he starts getting bounced around a little bit, and he runs them all through a portal, and takes them 
off world where there's no yellow sun. So they now have no ability to use those powers. And guess who's there waiting for them as the uh, issue ends? It's the rest of the Justice League. So uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. A really, really solid story. Uh, very action-packed. Uh, art in this book looks really good as well. Um, you know, they, the Justice League always has a, a good string of artists. Um, and and they, they add good detail. Um, there's not a whole lot of weird stuff. Uh, there's a really cool panel where the Eradicator is really just trying to uh, steal uh, Wonder Woman's uh, powers because he's trying to use her uh, as the next evolutionary step for his army of Daxamites, uh, and it's it shows him like taking her power away from her, and it's it's really cool to look at. It's a it's an interesting visual. Moving forward, an anticipated book here: Strange Adventures number one. And the the best way for me to describe this book is like a, a mystery. Um, we've all we've all talked about this. If you, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to our uh, our episode on Heroes in Crisis. Uh, it's by the same. Uh, I'm sorry, not Heroes in Crisis. Let me back up further. It's Mister Miracle. It's the same creative team, Eisner winning creative team, and I I loved that book because it was so different. Uh, I know some of my other my other uh, cohorts here on the Twisted Cape didn't feel the exact same, uh, but this book is really pretty to look at. Um, uh, Mitch Jarrods is a, is a fantastic artist, and I love his style. Um, this book feels disjointed. Um, there's so much going on. You get to learn a little bit about Adam Strange and the book he's written and his life with his wife and kid uh, between Ran and then between here there there in earth um you know you get to see him with his blaster and his backpack not quite sure what happens to his daughter just yet um but there's at a a book signing a guy gets in his face that guy ends up dead and it looks like he was blasted in the face by a laser uh he does not think he uh he should be prosecuted uh obviously because he says he didn't do it Based off of this issue, it seems like he didn't. So uh, there's a point where Adam Strange talks to Batman and says, I need you to investigate. I need you to be as, as company as hard as you can. Um, sh- show them, show everybody that I'm innocent. And Batman says he can't do it because he's, he's biased. Um, so as the story goes on, um, you know, there's a Zeta beam that pulls Adam Strange back to Earth, to Earth while he's on um, Ran. And his family's fate is kind of up in the air. And then uh, the book basically ends with Adam Strange meeting Mr. Terrific, who Batman got to look into this form because he wanted someone as fair yet as good of a detective as he is. Um, I'm looking, I'm interested to see where this goes. This is only 12 issues long. Um, so as, as the time goes on, we'll be able to render a serious verdict on the, on the actual story here. Uh, good book. Pick it up if you if you're interested. Uh, next, Superman Villains number one. It's another piece of a series. Uh, a couple weeks back, there was Superman Heroes. Vill- and they're ba- these these books are basically telling the story of um, Superman. Superman's effect of the, on the world after exposing the fact that he's Clark Kent, and it's it's kind of cool to see how certain people react. Uh, the first thing that I will I will say is notable in this is that Ma and Pa Kent are alive um, through new two uh, new fifty two 
through Rebirth, um, up up until about Doomsday Clock, they're dead. So uh, it's always interesting to see this be retconned, and we don't know how or why. Um, additionally, uh, a lot of the villains, you get their perspective on uh, finding out that uh, Clark Kent is, is Superman, uh, one of which is the new owner and leader of the Invisible Mafia, um, who now owns the Daily Planet. Uh, I believe her name is Sophia Leone. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Marisol Leone. Um, and that gets exposed as the issue goes on. But there is an awesome uh, little breakaway story here around Lex Luthor. Uh, and he has 98 messages and he starts playing the messages and the messages are all laughing and you can tell it's the Joker and he's just furious. He, he throws stuff, he rips stuff, he breaks a computer. It's phenomenal. I I love that. Uh, and then you get a, a a story with toy man. Or, or as he wants to be known in this, the Toy Man. Uh, the art here is by Riley, Riley Rosmo again. Um, again, this, it's very cartoony. The proportions are different, um, but yeah, the, the story is actually kind of sweet. Uh, and then you know, there's there's the main thread that goes through about Marisol, and uh, that that looks it's a very painted look. Um, it's good. I really like that. Um, and there's just like a lots of lots of mini stories in here that you know follow follow villains uh mongol who's uh killed by his son mongol who wants to come and attack superman um you know it, and then you get a story with Kara Zor-El, who is uh, one of the infected um which is kind of cool because she's different now she's kind of a bad guy not kind of a bad guy actually a bad guy um get a story about bizarro and then the story with uh marcel rounds up with them exposing the fact that hey we know that you are in charge of metropolis is invisible mafia do you have a quote for the story and then they post the story and they understand that it's going to be very damaging i'm curious to see where this goes next um, it's it's usually split between uh, Superman and Action Comics, um, but uh, it's pretty good. All right, moving on from there, uh, I'm going to hop into some Marvel stuff. But before I do that, I want to let you guys know about uh, podcasting with a purpose. We're doing a live show uh, between us and several other podcasts. Uh, we're going to be benefiting an organization called Families Forward where we're just going to basically raise some money for them, let them do really good stuff with it. We'll have some more details of that later. Uh, but now just hopping back into some comics. Um, Daredevil, number 19 um, from Marvel. Man, this book. It, not only is it well-written and well-drawn, it is just, it just grips you from the first page all the way up through the last. It's action-packed. There are stand-up-and-cheer moments uh, from people embracing Daredevil's legacy to fighting Bullseye and Rhino and the police fighting it back against uh, the family who's basically said, don't enter Hell's, Hell's Kitchen, uh, and to, to Matt finally reclaiming the Daredevil 
um, uh, mantle here, and and it's it's just awesome. They spent so much time tearing him down that to see him be built back up and find, reclaim his purpose is absolutely amazing. Uh, I always love these ground level crime stories. They're so fun and so different from you know a lot of the big space adventures and huge action hero moments. It feels like these stories have real consequences, um, especially with with people like Bullseye and Crossbones. Um, you know, if, you know they're they're really sick people, and you want to see them stopped at all costs. Uh, so that I think Daredevil nineteen is going to wind up being my book of the week. It was just phenomenal start to finish. Uh, moving forward, we have the Iron Man event, Iron Man twenty twenty. Um, this story is really about AI and really what is considered sentient versus not. And that's where this book, the Iron Man series, has been trending all year long. Um, it's it's an interesting read, especially with Mark One, aka the the body double of Tony Stark um, versus Arno Stark, who gets uh, Tony gets killed <laughs> uh, again. Uh, it, it, like, it feels terrible that watching the character die over and over again. Hi, Uncle Ben. I'm looking at you. Um, solid book. Really good. Really good art, though. Really just beautiful. Beautifully done. Some of the character models aren't perfect, but it's just so well written. And um, I'm sorry, so well drawn. And and the, I mean, the the story's interesting. You know, it makes you really think about the societal place of of uh, artificial intelligence and whether or not it could reach a point of sentience and how we should approach that. Um, just cool, just cool. Uh, and additionally, uh, part of that event, Rescue 2020, number one. Um, so it's basically Pepper dealing with the fact that Tony's been killed again. Um, and she's trying to reconstitute his body. Uh, so in this, in this book, it's basically an adventure with, um, Tony's like, uh, like birth mother. Um, so she's just trying to get some DNA from her to, so she can rebuild Tony again. Um, and it's, it's a fun in, little adventure. Uh, it takes place mostly in a music studio. The, <laughs> the machinery there has uh, become sentient and is makes songs over and over and over again um, and won't let anybody leave. And it stays sentient and eventually lets everybody leave. But then Hydra takes over um, a bunch of drones and attacks and they use the, the sentient studio <laughs> equipment to, uh, to short out the drones. Uh, and Pepper ends up getting a uh, strand of Tony's hair. Uh, final book here, Savage Avengers. Um, cool book, man. Like this is a very brutal book. Uh, I love the way that it's drawn because it reflects the brutality here. Um, the the story is really about uh, Colgan Gath, um, but it it focuses a lot on Doctor Strange and Elektra, uh, mainly the fact that they just boned. Uh, but afterwards. Um, Stephen Strange sends his astral form back to learn as much as he can about Colgan Gath uh, in his in his previous lives and how he's obtained most of his magic. Uh, spoiler from cannibalism, um, and he looks to finding the key to stopping him, which winds up being Conan, which means they're going to war. And this this story, much like Justice League, ended in a very very awesome place, and I can't wait for the next issue. 
All right. No five-minute flyby, no seven in heaven this week. That's all time we have for for this. Make sure you subscribe to the Twisted Cape and the Twistcast on your favorite podcast platform. We're at the Twisted Cape. Those places on every social media platform, Facebook, the Gram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, feel free to shoot us some feedback on the show at the twistedcape at gmail.com. And make sure you use the subject line MTS. Mike Stickstack. Thanks for tuning in and stay twisted.